The Florida Panthers start their two-game road trip in Chicago with a major dud. We saw a little bit of similarities in this game compared to their second-round series against the Tampa Bay Lightning. On today's episode, Jacob Winans will be joining me for another Winans Wednesday edition of the show, a post-game edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Let's chat. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Wednesday, October 26th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Ramon Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. Don't forget to also subscribe to Locked On NHL and Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden. We'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. So, Cats fans, the Florida Panthers, they they get down early as much as three goals, something that we have been used to seeing for this Cats team going down three. And then a trend continued for, well, for the first time this season specifically, where the Panthers make a late push when, when they're down three. Last year, we saw so many times that when they were down three, that they were never out of it. And the Florida Panthers towards the end of the third period had a chance late in this game to make something out of it. But the first two periods for the Panthers was really reminiscent of their second round series against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Like we talked about in the cold open that just many shot attempts for the cats have were just blocked and not making Alex Stalock's life hard. And then a late push it was a little too little too late for the Florida Panthers. And that for for the Cats, with Jonathan Tay scoring an empty net goal, just put the icing on the cake for the Chicago Blackhawks, who now have won four straight games, a rebuilding Chicago Blackhawks team. Four wins in a row for them. Panthers dropped to 4-2-1 and one on the season. But let me bring in my guest here on the show. It's another Wine-Ins Wednesday edition of the, the show. Jacob. This is our first post-game edition of the show for this season, but not not a result I was expecting. When we previewed this game, uh, w- when we previewed this, the October schedule, we were talking about the games that we were not really too worried about, especially on paper. And boy, couldn't we couldn't have been more wrong on this one. Yeah, so we we did a lot of post-game shows um, last season, and this is not a position that we found ourselves in too many Wednesdays. So um, losing a game against a team that is very, very beatable, uh, more likely to, to get Connor Bedard than they are to make the playoffs, and it's it, it's it's kind of an unacceptable loss for the Panthers. I mean, it, it, we all we all knew coming into this season it was not going to be smooth sailing. Uh, there were going to be some bumps in the road, and this is definitely one of them. Um, but the it, it's it's a situation where you're in a loaded Atlantic Division early season. These are points that you have to put in the bank. Um, they, they they drop a point at home in a game they should have won against Tampa. 
that's one point that they left on the table that they should have had. And now this is two more that you're adding on to it. It's, it's not, it's not a great trend. Um, and, and obviously like, we're not going to sit here and complain about winning four of your first seven games, but you'd like that to be five. And they had a, a real good chance to make that six, six wins in the first seven games and they come out with four. So it's, it's, it's pretty unfortunate what, what happened in Chicago tonight, but it is definitely a very, very important lesson that the Panthers need to learn very, very early in this season. They no longer have the horses to, to claw back and just dominate teams in, for stretches of a couple minutes and, and scrape by with a win. Uh, this is a very different team from last year, and they, they simply don't have the firepower to do that on a nightly basis. You get down three goals, this, this Panthers team, while they may make the occasional comeback, coming back from down 3-0 or three goals in a game in one period, it's a lot less likely this year than it was last year. And they need to get comfortable with that right now. Uh, cannot, cannot expect them to dig themselves out of these holes anymore. And, and it's a very, very good early season wake up call that what they got away with last year, it's just not going to fly. And as encouraging as it is to know that you're always in the fight at, at the same time, when you see this so many times, it's just, not not that it's not fun anymore. I, I don't I, I don't know if that's the right word. It's just at, at a certain point it's not it, it's it makes me feel a little uneasy for, for this team. I know this is the first time this specific season that they fall early. So I, I'm I'm not I'm not trying to forecast that the Panthers are gonna continue to go down three goals but um really early into the game. But man, it, it really started off early for, for the Panthers. They were giving up a lot of uh rushes to to Sergei Bobrovsky something that they've been really good at for, really for the most uh first five, uh, six games of, of the season for for this team and there's a few things that didn't go uh the Panthers way and it really all started with the the Colin White goaltender interference that wasn't it was a kind of a flop by by uh Alex Stalock and then on that on that PK which we I spoke about it on yesterday's show how the Blackhawks despite the, the talent on the roster and they they their power play was hot top five in the league and of course uh Matthew Kachuk gets a little flat footed there and then uh, and then Radish get gets one past Bobrovsky and there there there's uh but a lot of players so there was a few good performances tonight I mean I mean Gus Forsling con- continues to block shots right in front of net one of the block shots that he had the uh that 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 he's always in front of net one of the block shots that he had resulted in him limping limping a little bit and then Kurashev for that third goal just unable to get back to the bench the Panthers were unable to clear the zone and Kurashev just takes advantage of a of a limping Gus Forsling and gets that third goal so it was really like a series of, of unfortunate events for the Panthers on that third goal and the second one just listen how how long how many times have we seen Patrick Kane just continue to score from that right side and and the the Panthers were just caught puck watching as well on, on that on that second one and just knowing that Patrick Kane had so much time to just uh to just get the puck a little bit closer to net and nail a wrister past Sergei Bobrovsky just uh, quite a few mental errors on the defensive side uh for the Panthers as well I agree uh, you touched on a couple of things there that I want to address one uh you're, you're being too kind to Alex Stalock on that on that dive. That was a Marcus Smart type of flop, uh, and, and I I would I would really hope that the league takes a look at that and hands down a fine because hockey is a game that that prides itself on on toughness and and mm-hmm. really it's a it's a game largely policed by players on the ice. Uh, the refs 
obviously have a hand in that, but the police or the the policing of the game is is really done by the players. They hold each other accountable. And Alex Daylock, that dive, that there's just no place for that in the sport. Um, Marcus Smart in in goalie pads. Uh, that's that's what that was. Um, but yeah, uh, Gus Forsling, the the what ended up being the game winning goal is is really unfortunate because he he sold out to block a shot at the end of a power play. Uh, did block it, but he just couldn't get off the ice. He uh, he, he's done, he's a guy who's really small in stature, but he's plays a lot bigger than his size as far as his toughness and his willingness to block shots and things. He, he always bounces back. He finished the game. Um, really no complaints with how he started the season. And, and it's unfortunate that he ended up being on the ice for that, that goal against. And the fact that it was right after the power play ended, uh, it's also going to affect his plus minus, which uh, for him, real unfortunate, but he'll, he'll get that back at some point, I'm sure. Um but yeah, they, they were just there were just too many too many small mistakes. And in the NHL, it doesn't matter how good or bad a team is on paper; they're all professionals. You make those kind of mental errors, they're going to make you pay. Uh, especially when it's guys like Patrick Kane that he's he's a legend in, in the sport. And uh, it, just because it's it's 2023 and not 2013, he still he can still hurt you. So uh, it's letting him get that power play goal. It's it's really not acceptable. You can't give them power play chances. And even with all of these mental errors, all of these mistakes, the Panthers still should have won that game, uh, just given the chances that, that they had. Uh, I mean, you get six power plays, you have a four-minute a four-minute uh, double minor that you get one shot on goal on, a five-on-three power play where your best chances in, in that entire power play missed the net. Uh, Reinhardt had a wide-open net and, and for whatever reason didn't just shoot a one-timer. He, he held it and dusted it off and thought about it. Uh, went out to lunch and came back before he shot that puck. It was just too many, too many little things that that cost you in a game. And the Blackhawks, they're they're on a roll right now. They're they're playing well. They're gonna they're gonna pounce on those issues and they're gonna make you pay for it. So it's it's real unfortunate that they didn't get the two points in this one, just given the fact that they had so many chances and, and special teams right now. Uh, and Panthers have lost two of their last three games, and special teams is the main, the one and only main reason. For that it's they're getting killed in the special teams differential right now and it's it's really showing it's it's cost them three is three points out of the last uh, possible six so it's something that's got to get cleaned up mm. and yeah two for 33 on the power play on the season just we looked that up right before uh the, the we started recording i mean you spoke about the double minor there was a five on three for the panthers that they had for about a minute and 45 seconds well, I, I wrote down every single time that I saw a, a great opportunity at the net and the Panthers just flat out miss. I saw Sam Bennett. You mentioned Sam Reinhart. I saw Matthew Kachuk on one. Bark off once again, which at one point in this game, uh, Patrick Hornquist is leading the Panthers in shots on goal. And l- look, I'm, g- I'm going to read a little bit of a stat for you ba- based on the five on five numbers for, for the ba- Blackhawks and the Panthers. Okay. Take a guess of this, Jacob. Of 24 shot attempts for the chicago blackhawks can you take a guess on five on five can you take a guess of how many of them actually hit the net of 24 of 24 um i'm gonna go 12 15 19 i'll go 15 19 okay 19 of 24 shot attempts at five on five that's over two-thirds of of their shot attempts for 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 the for the blackhawks and the panthers 45 of them and, and 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 they get uh they, they get 30 35 i i mean sure the a lot of shots in volume but just not a lot of quality shots every 
every single time that the Panthers, it felt like we were watching round two against Tampa all over again in this one. They didn't get goalied. They did not get goalied by any stretch of the imagination. I felt like that Alex Daylock could have been on a beach chair, sipping a margarita, and the and the Florida Panthers would still not have found a way yeah. to get pucks to the net. So so and and there was and toward in the third period there was a stretch that the Chicago Blackhawks went ten full minutes without getting a shot on goal, and the Panthers could still could not take advantage of it. It's just a frustrating night all over. And we saw Paul Maurice uh, flip Bennett and Barkov, where Barkov was playing with Balsers and Kachuk. Then we saw Kachuk and Barkov and Verhey. Of course, you got to create a spark somehow when you're down big. But just uh, just a little bit of discombobulated for the Panthers right now. It's just, I, I'm, I mean, I know it's game seven of, of, of the season. So I'm still plenty of time to figure things out. But these, uh, the, the power play, uh, and that's something that we could actually go into uh, segment number two to talk about uh, for, for the power play because we got we got to really talk about whether whether the power play is, is if this is if this is rock bottom for the power play. So let's actually uh, transition over to uh, segment number two where we'll talk more about the power play. But before we do, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. And BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting, football, and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, and podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute sports for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Second segment here on this Wednesday, October 26th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast on this Winans Wednesday edition of the show where the Florida Panthers drop a game against the Chicago Blackhawks on the road at the United Center by a final score of 4-2. to two. So, Jacob, so Aaron Brown of the Hockey News uh, tweeted something throughout the game asking this question, and I'm going to let you go first uh, on this one. And the question is, for, as far as the Panthers' power play, is this rock bottom for the Panthers? I'm going to say... No, because what happened in the playoffs is unquestionably rock bottom. What happened in the playoffs last year, there, there were there was really no excuse for it. Um, they had they had a, a fully healthy roster of, of power play guys. All the skill was there. They had every reason to have a, a, a dominant power play, and it cost them it cost them their playoffs last year. So I'm going to say that was rock bottom. But this is as close as it can possibly get. I mean, right now at least we have the the excuse of not having Aaron Eckblad and not having Anthony Duclair and having a new coaching staff. So you can kind of hope that it'll, it'll figure itself out as guys get more accustomed to new roles and new players. Um, Jonathan Huberdeau obviously was a massive part of our power play for years. He's no longer there. So someone is trying to fill uh, the role that he filled. We haven't really found who that is yet. So there's still a lot that's being figured out, but Again, there's there's really no excuse for how poorly they've played, and it, it, it's not to me. It's not so much a, a schematic issue. It's simply guys aren't shooting. Guys are forcing passes. Guys are standing flat-footed. They're not they're not moving constantly. It, to me, it's 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 a lack of confidence and it's a lack of effort. And it's not. I don't know that we can put that entirely on coaching, not putting them in the right positions. I think 
I think a lot of the problem is guys are afraid to shoot. They want someone else to shoot for them. And, and guys are just not, they're just not moving their feet. Everyone's just kind of standing there and forcing passes to, to bad areas. We saw that a ton in this game against the Blackhawks. Just get pucks to the net if you don't have a passing lane, but don't throw it into the middle of the slot where there's two guys in, in front and they can cut that pass off and clear it. So uh, that's, that's a big issue. And I also, uh, I also think the zone entries need work. It's, it's taking a full 30 seconds to get into the zone with possession. That's just not, that's just not good enough. You have to win face-offs and keep possession and not have to go chase it right away. That's been a problem. So everything is just dysfunctional on that power play right now. And, and I don't know, I don't know what the easy solution is, but I do know that Aaron Ekblad is out until around Thanksgiving time that he's, he's not going to be your immediate solution. I know that Anthony Duclair won't be back until late December, early January. He can't be your solution right now. So the, the, the fix to that power play is not walking through that door. Uh, the fix to that power play has to be internal. It has to be what they have right now. And they're going to have to figure it out. Yeah, and there's a coaching change in between of uh, all of that too. So you're gonna have to look at the the players and 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 I love I love Alexander Barkov. I love his game, but it, it it you you gotta this is an opportunity where you have to kind of look at the captain and say, hey, hey man, it's 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 time to take over. I mean, Hockey Reference hasn't updated the the total shots from uh, Tuesday night's game, but Barkov is fifth on the team in shots on goal for for the Panthers. You would expect them to be in the top one or, or top one or two with um, competing with Matthew Kachuk. And, and it, and it's just, they're just not getting the pucks to the, to net for Alexander Barkov. And, and it's just, it's just a little frustrating with that. And I, I know there's also some scars for the, for the Panthers as, as well as, and us as a fan base as well, because it, it's so it's, it's still, like I said, seven games in, there's still that lingering the, of, the one for 31 on the power play during the postseason. So the fact that it's this early and they're struggling again, it, you know, the, the Panthers are the, the, we're, we're thinking that this is a, that this could be possibly a continuation of, of, of last year, but I'm going to say that it, it is not rock bottom for the Panthers as well, because we, again, we are seven games in. Let's not forget where this power play was at in December of last year. That was that was a bad stretch for the Panthers. If this is happening in December, uh, January, or February, then yes, absolutely. But we are still in October. There's still plenty. There's still plenty of time. But it's still. But the 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 panic meter for for the Panthers, I will say, is slightly going up for me. I will say, despite it not being rock bottom. I agree. I, I think I think the players are thinking about it too. I, I don't think they're completely over what they what they put out in that in that playoffs last year on the power play. I think it's in a lot of guys' heads still, because if you think about it, they they are what three for their last sixty four power plays. I mean, that is just brutal. And most of the guys on the power play right now were on the the power play last year, so it's not like it's it's something that's out of sight, out of mind. It's still fresh in their minds. They they know that the power play was horrendous in the playoffs, and I think they're they're starting to feel it now. It's 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 been really bad to start. Players are hesitant to shoot because they don't want to. Uh, no one, everyone's looking to someone else to be the hero. And like you said, this is a time where Barkov and and I'm going to say Sam Reinhardt as well, who was the leader in power play goals last year on this team. Almost half of his goals last year were scored on the power play. It, it's not exactly. Exact, yeah, almost half. So these are the guys who are expected to carry the power play and score the goals. So it, 
I'm looking to one of them. I'm looking to one of them to, to get a shot through, get a lucky one. Uh, Reinhardt is famous for his net front presence as a, as a tip option. Deflect one in. Barkov, quit looking to pass. Take a take your wrist shot from that off circle or, or shoot a one timer, which he's capable of. I, like I, I'm just looking for them to to th- throw more pucks on the net, create some havoc, and then you get a lucky one, and then they start flowing. We we've seen that time and time again. Once you get, you just need a good bounce. You get a lucky one, and then everything seems to everyone seems to relax, and and things will will fall back into place. So I think I think that's where we're at right now. It's not so much about it's not so much about the strategy. It's not so much about the positional stuff it's as simple as get pucks to the net one will get in for you and and the dam will burst and you can start you can start playing your game a little bit more but that's really been the difference the the panthers are in every game they're they're competing with the best of the best every every time they step on the ice they're they're in the game they're not getting run out of the building uh with the exception of that boston game early where you lose ekblad montour is not playing you kind of give them a pass on that but Mm -hmm. for the most part they're they're right in every game and special teams have doomed them twice now. So you're going to have to, you're going to have to find the answers. And it's, it's not so much a, a schematic thing, a personnel thing. It's, it's more just a, a confidence thing and an effort thing. So we're, it, the, the, the spotlight is definitely on, on the Sasha Barkovs and the Sam Reinhardt's to, to pull them out of this funk because it's, that's where you're going to have to get your offense from. Yeah. And, uh, and Jessica Blaylock asked Jeff Trickren during the second intermission, I don't know whether it was the first or the second, but asked about, is it the, the Chicago Blackhawks just playing, playing well, or is it the Panthers when it comes to their confidence? And uh, Jeff Trickren was talking about really about how the Panthers and, and their confidence level about once they're getting it in. And it comes back to this old saying in sports is about letting the game come to you instead of you coming to the game. And that's kind of, that's kind of the, kind of like the answer that I got that I took out out of it even though Jeff Chikrin didn't say those words on the broadcast so it's like just okay try to get the puck into the net I mean I mean the Panthers in in their in their in the first goal that they scored in the game which the the Florida Panthers avoided being shut out for the first time since April 8th of 2021 so almost almost two full calendar years since that has happened in the regular season for the Panthers um and third line for the, this team Anton Lundell gets a sharp angle shot uh, uh, Colin White, who's been incredible once again, get, gets it to Anton uh, to uh, to Etu Lusteranen, and then Lusteranen third goal of the season, and and, and the, this it, it it felt like early on it's like okay, is it a cardiac cats kind of game? But <laughs> but of course that coming off short, and then Matthew Kachuk, despite all the struggles on the power play, he's still been continuing to be that bright spot. Montour getting it from the blue line, and then Matthew Kachuk tipping it in, and uh, just. Like like I said, the Chicago Blackhawks went a ten minute stretch without getting a shot on goal from like the um, until Jonathan Taze got that empty net goal where Sam Reinhart was just on the ice for a long time and then just Jonathan Taze just outskated Sam Reinhart to uh, avoid that icing and man what 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 a missed opportunity for the Panthers there and again on, on that same uh, on that same sequence where they had the six on five there's a there's a missed opportunity right at the net by Sasha Barkov as well so just it, it was just a matter of when it rains it pours yeah the the mistakes piled up and and the uh, I think with Barkov and Reinhardt and a couple of the other guys they missed the net on a couple chances that they really would like to have back and then once you miss the net a couple times you start overthinking and then you start missing the net more because you're trying to aim it instead of just shooting it 
it's it's like when a quarterback throws a, an interception or two and then you start to tighten up and you don't want to, you don't want to make that mistake again. So you start overanalyzing where you're throwing it and you just got to let it rip sometimes. And, and Barkov is in, and Reinhardt as well. They're in that, that place right now where they haven't gotten a goal. It's not, it's not coming for them. Uh, the points in general aren't coming for either of them because the, the assists really aren't there either. Uh, that top line has really been ineffective. Um, it, it's, and the power play is usually what you look to to get to get your star players going when they're in a slump. You get a power play goal, a power play assist. That's usually what turns the game around for for a star player. That's also not working. So I think I think they're in their heads a lot. Um, what really confirmed that for me in this game was Sam Reinhart on that that chance. All he has to do is take the one timer, wide open net. You get a one timer, and and he he makes that nine times out of ten, and he hesitated. He held the puck too long. He doesn't shoot it until it's too late and he, it gets stopped by Alex Daylock's shoulder. Uh, we saw Reinhardt miss a wide open net earlier uh, in the season. I want to say against Philly, a wide open net that he missed. And I think they're just overthinking it too much. Um, it's yeah, it's, it's not so much a, an issue of they're not in the right places. It's just, it's a confidence thing. They just got to get one and their, their games will get going. Uh, I don't want to, hit the panic button too much. Uh, even though we're in a loaded Atlantic division that can score a lot, I'm, I'm not smashing the panic button because Sam Reinhardt started extremely slow last year before he finally found his game. And Barkov has started slow a couple times before, which we talked about going into this season on an episode. Uh, he's had some slow starts before. So I'm not hitting the panic button. It does feel a little bit different where it's not, doesn't feel like they've gotten unlucky. It feels like they just, haven't shot enough they haven't like it, it feels like self-inflicted more than it than it is unlucky this time around for those two but it's it's still early enough where they they have every chance to turn this around so we're, we're not hitting the panic button yet it's just the the line combinations maybe gotta mix something up there get get the right chemistry maybe. um yeah both guys are playing with new with new guys i mean barkov last year uh played with duclair and for Hagee primarily Brian Hart played with Lundell and Marchment. It's it's not what they're used to. So, got to find that line chemistry somewhere. So, that's, I think that's what we're gonna what we're gonna have to look to going forward until those two can get their games going. Yeah, and Jameson Olive of FloridaPanthers.com posted that when Kachuk, Verhage, and Barkov were on the ice together, they had, they had nine shot attempts to, um, to Chicago's one when th- those three were on the ice, and uh, when the Panthers were on the power play. They had the same amount of shots on goal that the that the Chicago Blackhawks had when they were shorthanded, and the Blackhawks have been just great shorthanded, having four shorthanded goals on on the season for Chicago. So it's just been it's just been a little bit of an adjustment period. So we'll see. The Florida Panthers will be staying in Chicago uh, over overnight, so they will be having a 12 p.m. Eastern practice at the Blackhawks uh, practice facility before they head to Philadelphia. So no overnight flights. The, the Panthers will get plenty of rest uh, prior to heading to Philadelphia. So that's uh, one one good thing uh, for, for the Cats. But in segment number three, we are going to go around the NHL and around the Atlantic Division as well to discuss some of the storylines for, for, for that. So, But first, we are going to tell you all about Simply Safe. And the ad's taking a little bit long. Give me one second. <laughs> and the numbers don't lie. In, in, in the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. 
I know, I know because Simply Safe is in my home. They protect you with cutting-edge security technology powered with 24/7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. With 24/7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe agents call you the moment that a threat is detected and the dispatch and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency even if you're not home or can't be reached. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window and door, HD security cameras for inside and outside your home, smarter ways to detect motion and the, and they alert you when a threat is real and even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods and other threats in your home. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash lockdownNHL. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring system and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash lockdownNHL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, Jacob, let's uh let's finish this this episode off on it on it, it, to give you guys an idea. <laughs> Twelve forty one a.m. here on a on a Tuesday night slash Wednesday morning, and uh, by by the time you guys wake up, you guys will know all the all the results based on the scores around the NHL. But basically, a few big storylines. I want to say a big congratulations to the new Ironman of the National Hockey League and Phil Kessel, who tonight the the Vegas Golden Knights played against the San Jose Sharks, which was an ESPN televised uh, game. Uh, well, we're while we're recording while the game is going on, so don't know exactly all all the things that's going on. But Phil Kessel did score his 400th goal uh, of his career too. So what a night for Phil Kessel! Checking the score right now, it's a it's a two two game with uh, 18:04 left in the in the third period. So congrats congratulations to Phil Kessel, the new Ironman in the NHL. Keith Yandel actually spoke with the Athletic today about congratulating Phil Kessel, not trying to message him uh, throughout the as it was getting closer, trying to respect everything uh, as he's getting to record. But you know, the, I, I had mixed feelings about Keith Yandel's re, um, record uh, being broken because, of course, likable guy as a per, as a person. But of course, we had our opinions based on whether or not he should have been scratched or not. And of course, uh, it happened in Philly last season under under Mike Yo, but. I, I, I want to say congratulations to Phil Kessel, and I want to give you the floor, uh, Jacob, on on Phil Kessel becoming now the the Ironman of the NHL. Yeah, absolutely. That is a massive honor for Phil Kessel. Um, and uh, you mentioned Keith Yandel. I want to definitely touch on Keith Yandel real quick. Um, as Panther fans, we've had a lot to say about him, uh, some positive, a lot negative towards the end of his career. I do want to give him his respect on on holding that uh, Ironman streak for the time that he did, and for being so gracious and 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 such a a, a good uh, he's a good team guy. And even though Phil Kessel is not his teammate, uh, just handling that the right way, how how Kessel is approaching his record and giving him his respect and and um, congratulating him on that, it uh, says a lot about Yandel's character. Uh, Phil Kessel, just a remarkable career, a uh, couple of Stanley Cups in in Pittsburgh and. Uh, he's, he just seems to keep on being productive as he gets older. Uh, his, his defense has dwindled. His offense is very much, um, power play based now, but man, the guy can still fly his 400th career goal, uh, wins a foot race and, and, and man, he, he can still skate. It's, it's crazy how, how he's aged, uh, as a, as a forward, it's really tough. It's really tough as a forward to have that kind of Ironman streak. Um, 
just because forwards take, they take a ton of hits and they, they're always moving at a high rate of speed. Um, and again, like when you have the puck uh, as a forward, the, the job of the defenseman is to, is to hit you and just possess the puck. So you, it, it's very difficult as a forward to, to have an Ironman streak like that, given that you're the focal point, especially a guy like Phil Kessel, who for a lot of his career was a go-to star player. Uh, had a target on his back a lot of the time uh, when, when he was playing and not to mention all the playoff hockey that he was a part of in Pittsburgh. And even back to his, his time in Toronto, he played a ton of playoff hockey that that takes a real toll on your body. And, and Phil Kessel has kept his Ironman streak alive through all of that. So uh, it's a, it's a huge night for Phil Kessel. I want, want to see him get to a thousand games in a row. Um, it's, it's a, it's a big honor for him and 400 goals on the night that he breaks the Ironman streak. It's, it's one of those sports stories that couldn't be written any better. It's, it's, it's awesome for Phil Kessel. Um, I hope he's got a victory hot dog waiting on him tonight. <laughs> Phil Kessel, the guy that if you, he never put the hockey pads on, you would, you would never probably never guess that he, he plays in the NHL, but it's so, like a math teacher. Yeah. basically, <laughs> Or maybe a used car salesman, maybe. Uh, yeah. So, but uh, other scores around the league, Patrick Lane returns to the lineup for the Columbus Blue Jackets, and they uh, they uh, they lose to uh, Arizona, who gets six goals on 19 shots. Ugh! Just looking at the Ooh. box score, that's a. Uh, I, I can only imagine how hard it, uh, how difficult of a night it was for uh, uh, for uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets. But also an, another hi- highlight, unfortunately, that we have to talk about is Jonathan Huberto getting his first goal as a Calgary Flame and the worst part about it was it came on the power play for for the Calgary Flames uh your thoughts on that uh congratulations to Hubie um now that he's been traded and locked in with Calgary uh it's easier to it's easier to be happy for him and cheer for him since he's in the Western Conference he's not direct competition so I'm happy for him finally getting that first goal in Calgary um really did not expect to see him score his first goal this season before Barkov or Reinhardt. Um, so, you know, just a little, little something there to keep an eye on, but um, it's, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not one who's going to get all involved in the, in the, oh, who's winning the trade. Cause this is, they're both locked in for, for eight years with their teams. We're not going to spend the next eight years comparing every little thing between Huberdeau and Kachuk, but uh, it's yeah. Great for Hubie and, and, I wish I wish some of that power play magic would just find its way back to back to Sunrise because uh, we, we are struggling right now in the power play and uh, the fact that Huberto's first goal in Calgary comes on the power play is a little salt in the wound but uh, mm-hmm. we'll we'll get it going. Yeah, and going back to your comment on on analyzing the trade every single time we get that's tiresome and mentally draining after a while. So I'm not going to take this opportunity to just say oh the the panthers lost the trade this early it's uh i'm i'm just not gonna go there other scores around the league is the tampa bay lightning are losing to the la kings with less than 10 minutes left in the third period and uh the wild defeat the canadians uh by a final score of three to one uh boston beats dallas three to one uh new jersey on the second end of a back-to-back after getting schlacked by washington uh schlacks uh the detroit red wings as well uh, Colorado versus uh, New York, a possible Stanley Cup final matchup between these two. A a, a, a Georgiev versus uh, Shesterkin, so two teammates going against each other, and uh, Georgiev gets the better of of the the matchup. And Seattle Kraken they defeat the Buffalo Sabers, who are off to a great start uh, by a final score of. 
five to one. So that that's your uh, NHL update for for the for the for as of now as of as of twelve forty eight a.m. on a, on a uh, on a Wednesday morning. But uh, Jacob, a programming note for everyone before we, uh, we we continue the conversation. There will most likely not be an episode of Locked On Panthers on Thursday, uh, right before our game on on Thursday against the Philadelphia Flyers on the road. So let's just talk a, a little bit about uh, Thursday's game. Uh, the Panthers seeing the Flyers for the for the second time in an eight day span. Another another injury bug for the. Philadelphia Flyers as left winger James Van Dreamsdyke will be out at least until December. So another loss for the for the Philadelphia Flyers. They're already losing lost Sean Couturier. Ryan Ellis still hasn't hasn't suited up uh this season for the Philadelphia Flyers. And likely we're gonna see Carter Hart this time for the for the Philadelphia Flyers. I don't think they play a back-to-back this time. No, they don't. Just checked. So uh starting goaltender we should see carter hart versus what we saw felix sandstrom uh last go round uh let, let's give your thoughts on on previewing uh the game against the flyers on thursday so your your thoughts yeah so after the game tonight uh, matthew kachuk in particular said all the right things uh he said after the game that the panthers are not a team that's going to lose two in a row uh, and that's the <laughs> mentality they're taking into that game so i like to hear that i'd like to see that as well um, as far as what happened tonight, it's not a huge cause for concern going forward because as you went through those scores, the overwhelming trend there is that the Western Conference was really brutal to the Eastern Conference today. Uh, it's too early in the season to start standings yeah. watching and counting points and everything, but the, uh, the, our, our loss tonight was kind of leveled out with some of the other uh, Eastern Conference teams' results against, against the Western Conference. So that's, that's okay, and we can move on to Philly. Now with Carter Hart in net, we're getting a, a better goalie than we saw last time. But I would say that that last game against Philly, uh, Sandstrom was just as good as any as any goalie we've seen this season. So um, I don't anticipate Carter Hart being that much better than what we saw first time we played them. It, it would be almost impossible to top that performance. So the it's it's really it's really going to come down to special teams. I think Philly plays tough. They they scored on the power play in our in our first matchup against them, the home opener. Uh, Panthers got away with that win, uh, especially late in the third period, started to pile it on a little bit. I, I think I think the Panthers obviously go into that game as the favorite. Uh, JVR being out is is a big loss for them. He actually scored one of the goals against Florida uh, in the first in the first meeting. He's a, a good veteran, so it's Panthers are definitely the favorite in that one. It, it's it's a game you got to take care of business. You don't want to go on the road and lose both both road games before coming back home. And that game back at home is a big one against Ottawa. Mm-hmm. So you'd like to go into that game on a high note. So I'm I'm looking to see the Panthers come out, start fast early, get a goal early, and and ideally let's get a goal on the power play early in the first period. The first power play chance they get, I want them to score that first one, uh, throw everything at the net, make Carter Hart uncomfortable, score that first one, and and I feel like you can you can get on the roll there a little bit. So I'm if you ask me to predict the score, I'm going I'm going five two Florida. I think the offense will finally break out, but I'm interested to see what the lines look like against Philly. It's it's a bigger game than it needs to be right now, and and I I, I really I really expect the Panthers to to pull out a good result there in Philly. I'm gonna go a little bold here because I think the Panthers are really pissed after tonight, really really pissed at themselves, 
I think there I think this is an opportunity for them to explode after when you see that the Panthers on paper is clearly better than the Chicago Blackhawks and just not putting the result together on the ice. I think this team has a big opportunity to just come out firing on Thursday night against uh, Philly. I mean, the thing about podcasts is these are forever and you could go back to these episodes and look at this take and I could look like a fool, but I think there's an opportunity for the Panthers to just start on fire in this one. So I'm going to say a six to two win and an offensive explosion for this team. And, and hopefully I'm manifesting that and there could be a little magic that goes to the Wells Fargo center on, on Thursday night as the, as the Panthers will be playing uh, the Philadelphia Flyers at 7 PM at Wells Fargo center. But Jacob, I want to thank you once again for joining this Winans Wednesday edition of the locked on Florida Panthers podcast, not the result that we wanted here, but uh, three more games, two more games for the month of October and still an opportunity still to vi- finish very strong on this, on, on the, uh, on the, on this October, d- despite a, a, ho- a horrible loss for the Panthers tonight facing against the, the Flyers, like we mentioned. And of course the first Kachuk Kachuk battle while in the same division, I know they were in the Canadian division two years ago, but an actual 82 game season in that, in the Atlantic 4 PM start at FLA live arena. Really looking forward to this uh, next stretch of games. Yeah, it's going to be exciting back at home against Ottawa. That's a game I'm looking forward to. And I'm sure the Panthers are looking forward to that one as well. Uh, Kachuk on Kachuk, Claude Giroux's return. Uh, it's it's going to be, there's a lot of storylines with that one. And I'm sure the Panthers are thinking about it, but they cannot overlook Philly. Uh, I'll one-up your prediction there. I'm sticking with my 5-2 Panthers win. But I will say that Barkov and Reinhardt both score goals and both finish with multi-point games. That's my prediction. So I, I think I think we, we should see some pretty good hockey on Thursday night. I'm looking forward to it. I hope we don't look like fools after that. That's for sure. But uh, tell everybody where they can follow you online before we sign off. Absolutely. You can follow me on Twitter at Jacob Winans 8. Uh, I'm usually pretty active there. And um uh, you can kind of overlook my my angry tweets from this game. We'll we'll move past that. <laughs> Hopefully, ha- happy times are are ahead. That's for sure for this Panthers team, and some more winning, and some and more importantly, some power play goals for this team. So, uh, thank you so much, Jacob, once again, and I will see you next Wednesday, which will be a later night uh, show as the Panthers will be on a West Coast trip starting in Arizona uh, next week. So. I will see you very early Wednesday morning uh, uh, next, next week, Jacob. Sounds good. I'm looking forward to it. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Locked On NHL. We'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. Now for your second listen of the day. Make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Flip Livingstone and Stu Roden give you all the advice on your fantasy team at, with, with daily fantasy as well. Make sure you listen to Locked On Fantasy Ho- Hockey on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. So I'm Armando Velez. With Jacob Winans. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team every day. <laughs>